Welcome to Thrive Deeper, the show based on the Thrive Bible Reading Guides. This is an ongoing conversation about God's Word with Thrive author, Dr. Matthew Jacoby. So, you're good to go? We're, yeah. We're moving out of the New Testament and into, yeah, we back are. into the Old Testament, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I, this is really interesting. There's some really interesting stuff here. Yeah, and yeah. and. One of the things that I like about particularly what we're covering today, Stu, is that it's a great example of interpreting a section within a book that has a historical context, a book that was written for a particular purpose, because it's not yeah. just history that we're yeah, reading. Yeah. We're reading, this is a sort of prophetic narrative. Yeah. Well, but you better introduce yeah, what we are reading because I'm just jumping in. I'm jumping right. ahead here. Stuart. People are thinking, what What are we reading here? Yeah. So, so uh, yep, uh, for our listeners there, we're at Deeper, episode 144, and we're moving uh, into the Book of Kings and Chronicles where we are going to journey through uh, the kings of both Israel and Judah. Um, you'll recall we, we kind of tackled part of Kings uh, earlier in the year, I think it was, where we got up to the time of the end of Solomon's reign, yeah. and then we moved uh, into Romans in the New Testament. So today we're mm. really picking up from 1 Kings, probably chapter 12. Mm. Uh, just a bit of historical context, Matt and jumping anywhere here. Yeah. We don't really know who the author of uh, 1 and 2 Kings is at this point in time, but we do know it was written whilst the Jews were in captivity in Babylon as an account of the devastation that took place. Mm. And really it was written... In the context of asking the question, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, it's um, when, when when we say written, probably edited. Edited, yeah. Uh, you probably have a prophetic editor because, um, of course, we know that Ezekiel went into exile. And mm. so probably someone in that prophetic circle is putting this together from using Historical official records. records. Exactly. Um, both official court records uh, – but significantly also prophetic rec- records. Mm, mm. And those are actually footnoted through, uh, not actually footnoted, but no. uh, they are referenced actually right, throughout the, the story of Kings. You know, yeah. the rest of the events, you know, are written in, and it's either the books of the annals of the Kings of Israel and Judah or the records of the yeah. prophets such yep. and such. Yep. That's right. And so it seemed at that time, while these guys are in exile in Babylon, it seemed like this was the end of the Jewish nation's kind of identity as the people yeah. of God. And so the writer is, or the the, the collector of the, mm. the histories here is kind of trying to identify how did we get here and what did, yeah. where did we go wrong. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the books of the books of one and two kings really end with uh, well up to chapter eleven anyway end with the son of Solomon who obviously united Israel and began to build the temple uh, which we saw in yep. the early part of Kings then some thirty years uh, not even maybe uh, what are we no about seventy years later the nation was split into two yeah um, uh, the ten nations formed the northern kingdom. Uh, under uh, which became known as Israel, mm. and then uh, the Judah was the other kingdom under the Davidic king of Rehoboam, yeah. which we're going to come to. In and a that's minute. of course where you get the term "the Jews" yes. uh, is of the Judah. tribe of Judah. Yep. That's right. Yep. And then obviously we're going to move through the nation of um, Israel. Will then attacked later in the in the latter part of Kings. We'll come to that later by the Assyrians, and then f- and finally the nation of Judah uh, also was taken into captivity. Yeah. By so just let me put a couple of big red yeah, underlines great. under a couple of things that you said there. So, um, uh, so the the northern tr- the northern kingdom mm. they are going to be completely wiped out yep. by the Assyrians. Yep. That is a, I mean. A disastrous event. I mean, this is you know, this is the most part yep. of the original peoples that came out of Egypt under Moses. So, I mean, the um, 
that's an important event, and and the stories that we're going to read today, in a sense, explain how the how it got, got to there. that. Now, yeah. um, uh, that was in uh, around seven twenty one twenty two. Then, a couple of hundred years later, the same thing essentially happens to the tribe of Judah, Judah. the Jews. Mm. Babylonians come in, completely decimate. Uh, the city they go into exile now the the northern kingdoms and we, we, ne- we never really hear from them again we do of course follow the uh, the story of the Jews in exile yes. in Babylon and this is it, it's it's hard to overstate how important an event this was mm. for their identity I mean it's it's a crisis of identity mm. we're out of our land our temple and our Jerusalem has been destroyed um so this is a book that's written to answer those questions. I, yeah. I think that's it, absolutely really underscoring that, and that's going to be important for some of the things we're going to read today. Yeah, exactly too. right. Yeah, and then of course the chronicles, which we're also interleaving yeah. here, is a is a different perspective. So this was written, yeah, yeah probably about a hundred years later. Yeah, uh, yeah, and written and written from the perspective of let's make sure we don't find ourselves back there again. Yeah, yeah, basically. yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, and and there's some, you know, there's some issues of rebuilding, and and has God really. You know, is God really still with us and, and that kind of thing? Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so that's good. So let's kick off then, Matt. Yeah. Um, you know, chapter 12, I think we're picking I, up. I or think you want to go back before I that? think I, I just, I think it's important um, uh, to just pull a few important facts out of the life of Solomon. Yeah. Um, because what we're going to read today is the story of the division of the kingdom. Essentially a rebellion, a revolution occurs. Yeah. But the seeds of that revolution were sowed during Solomon's reign, of course. One of the things that Solomon did in his efforts to source the income he needed and the labor that he needed for his significant projects mm. um, was that he had to divide the original tribal confederacy with its tribal areas, he divided them, he cut across those tribal divisions and he created administrative districts. Right. Uh, he was a real he was a real politician, real, real administrator. Um, now, remember, part of what he did, of course, was and, and the most important part was building the temple. But the temple wasn't the most expensive. No, that's right. Uh, you know, and it wasn't even the biggest and the longest project. Yes. Uh, his own palaces yes. were, mm. you know. Mm. So uh, the problem with Solomon's reign is all this goes to his head a little bit, and and he starts becoming ambitious, and and you know this this of course is the problem, and he, and, um, and that costs him a lot, right? And it costs the country. Yeah. A lot, yeah. and 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 it leads to the breakup of the country. So so he has to, um, he has to heavily tax the people. Now remember, he's based in Jerusalem, which is down in the south, mm. which is a long way from the northern tribes, That's right? right? And there's already a little bit of a division here between north Some and south. Yeah. Now David yeah. healed that division, yes. but the scar is there. You yeah. know, the north and the south. Yeah. Um. So it's a little, it's a little tenuous, anyway. Uh, there he is in the south. He's dividing up all of their districts, cutting across tribal uh, their tribal identities. He's overtaxing them. Not only that, but he's forcing them into labour. Labor. Three months of the, of the year, mm. you know, the, 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 these people would have to leave their their farms. Can you imagine how disruptive that was? And come and labour 
forced labour for Solomon. Building his palace yeah. or It wasn't quite it slavery, be. but it was pretty close. Nearly, I mean, for three yeah. months of the year. Yeah. Um, so, so this is causing problems. Not only that, actually, another thing, uh, interesting thing, is that in order to fund, because he, he was so in debt to Hiram, king of Tyre, mm. uh, that Solomon actually gave Hiram, king of Tyre, 20 towns in the yes, north. Yes, that's right. In the northern kingdom. 20 towns. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. You're living in a town. Suddenly, uh, this no longer belongs to your tribe. Yeah. Uh, Solomon, way down there gave it in away. the south you know, in the tribe of Judah that we're not quite sure how we're connected to that anyway, yeah. is just given away mm. your whole town mm. to a foreign king. Yeah, so that he can support his 700 wives. Right. Yeah. So things are br- – <laughs> yeah, that's right, exa- essentially, yeah. So things are yeah. things are not in a good state, no, right? right? And and so mm. what happens um, is that um, because of this – because of Solomon's disobedience, uh, of course, God says to – sends a prophet to – Jeroboam, yep. who's actually in charge of all the labor forces right. in the northern part, okay, um, says God's tearing away 10 tribes and he's going to give you 10 tribes. Mm. Um, somehow, uh, and we're not told how, but um, uh, there's a tribe missing. Yeah, there's, uh, oh, well, actually, I mean, um, uh, the sort of. Um, Judah and and Benjamin sort of become one, one. really. Okay. They're sort of absorbed into each other. It's a bit complicated. Anyway, somehow Solomon hears about this, or, or most probably Jeroboam starts agitating. Okay, mm. word gets to Solomon. Uh, Jeroboam has to flee to Egypt. That's right. Okay, so um, so then uh, this is where we where we get to it. So Sol- Solomon passes away. His son Rehoboam uh, takes over. Now Rehoboam's been brought up. Uh, you know, in in the luxury, that's right, is, of Solomon's kingdom, he's an absolute spoiled spoiled brat. He doesn't have nearly, you know, he doesn't have the wisdom as, uh, of his father, nor the political nous. So, um, so Jeroboam comes back. Uh, so he he actually goes up to uh, to Shechem, which is kind of the capital of the north. I mean, eventually Samaria is going to be uh, become the capital of the northern kingdom, but Shechem is a very important mm. uh, place. It's you know it's where um, Joshua reconfirmed the covenant um, with Israel, and and so this is uh, it makes sense. I'll, I'll go there for the coronation. Yes, um, and a bit of a political move. Yeah, it's maybe a bit too. of a political move Let's because see if he we knows can appease this kind of unrest yeah, that's there, and he knows that there's unrest. So mm. so I'll go there and I'll I'll be um, you know crowned there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he sort of gets that right, but he's pretty stupid uh, with the next bit. Yes. Because uh, Jeroboam comes back from Egypt after Solomon's death, mm. l- leads a delegation um, to the to Rehoboam, says, listen, your dad, he, he just he put heavy burden on us. Mm. L- let up, all right? Yep. And, and we'll, you know, we'll... You can be our king, but just let up. Like, yes. take this burden, you know, taxation burden, labor burden, you know, lift yep. it off us. Yep. And he wasn't asking, uh, I don't think he was asking for them just to have nothing at all. He was just saying, ease up a little. Oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. We understand we need to invest in the whole kingdom. Yeah, that's but, right. But you're treating us yeah. really badly here, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and stupidly, I mean, Rehoboam's advisors from the Solomon era, mm. who probably saw this all crumbling, said, mate, 
go for it. You need to ease up. You need to ease up on these people, otherwise it's going to be trouble. He doesn't listen to them. No. He he gets together with his mates who yes. were also probably brought up in the yes. in the blue, so to speak, in yeah. the court, you know, yeah. um and, and they say, "No, nah, you know, and they were probably just it. telling him what he wanted to hear anyway in reality. They, probably, you know, yeah. It's like so you know, he says, "Well, actually, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it worse." That's right. I mean, the stupidity uh, yeah. there is yeah. is baffling. But uh, and so, of course, then there's this rebellion. They mm. uh, they flee away. They rebel. Uh, they actually he because he uh, Rehoboam's uh, head of labor up That's there. Right. They stone him to death. Mm. I mean, Rehoboam manages to get out just with his life, but he yep. narrowly escapes. So there's a yep. there's a rebellion yep. here. And it's interesting. Rehoboam asks, you know, the veterans from. His dad's kind of era, but yeah. also the. But he never inquires of the Lord. You never mm. see a reference there where he actually sought God's wisdom. No, no, that's right. You know, yeah, absolutely. It's just the people around him, yeah. basically. Yeah. So Rehoboam mm. goes back down south, musters an army, yep. gets ready to go to war against the northern kingdom. Um, to his credit, I mean, a prophet comes to him and says, "No, this is of the Lord. Don't do that." And so he actually doesn't. So important to note there that Jeroboam at this point in time is crowned the king of the northern. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so that's when um, uh, that's when uh, Rehoboam is now yeah. looking to kind of yeah. attack, basically. Yeah. So this is that. a really important <clears throat> moment because, uh, and this is about um, nine twenty one. Stew is that yep, what the yep, right. nine twenty one? Yep. Um, the you know the kingdom is divided. So yes. from now on, this is important when you read your Bible. From now on, when when it re- refers to Israel yes. in the story, it's referring to the northern tribes. Yes. Um, when it refers to Judah, it's referring to the southern tribes. Now, the northern kingdom is sometimes referred to, it's referred to in a few different ways. It's sometimes referred to as Ephraim. Right. Because Ephraim was the largest of the northern tribes. So often when you have prophets, for example, saying Ephraim, Ephraim, or uh, also referred to as the um, uh, the tribes, uh, the tribes, as Joseph as well. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so Psalm 80, you know, you who lead Joseph like a flock. Uh, right. Here is a shepherd of Israel, right. you who lead Joseph like a flock. Psalm 80 is a lament over the destruction of the northern kingdom Yes. Um, in um, 722. Yep. And he refers to the northern kingdom as, mm. as Joseph. And that's because the two sons of Joseph, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh, mm. they, um, uh, again, they're the biggest, biggest tribes. tribes. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, that's great. So that's that's just, I mean, that's important because, you know, the, the language now changes. Israel doesn't refer to the what, what it refers to in the time of David yes. it, or in the time of Moses. Yep. It now refers to the northern kingdom. And, yes. there, and there's going to be a f- fairly fraught relation. Sometimes they're going to they're be reasonably united and work together, uh, mostly. And that's not, uh, you know, that tends to be frowned upon because mm. – um, from Jeroboam's time, they're really um, not in a good way no. spiritually. Yep. Um, so there's going to be a lot of rivalry between these two kingdoms. So Jeroboam now is preparing to invade Israel. Yep. But. Well, the prophet says, don't do it. That's right. And he doesn't do it. He's probably, I think, probably relieved. I think he he's pretty pressed right now. I don't yeah. think he has the wherewithal uh, to, to um, get into a, a major conflict. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he draws, you know, goes back to uh, Jerusalem. He's not a good guy. He doesn't, um, you know, uh, he he doesn't follow follow the Lord. He doesn't obey the Lord. Doesn't give that much attention at all. 
Meanwhile, pe- people kind of fell into paganism, really, and yeah. took up the Can- Canaanite religions that were all Yeah, that's right. And, and Solomon mm. is allowing this stuff to grow up. Remember, all of these wives, right. they're pagan wives, that's and they've right. got, you know, they, they are, um, you know, they've got some influence, um, and so they're able to establish these pagan shrines, uh, all probably suitably staffed. Yeah. So it's all there. I mean, and it's the legacy of Solomon that really Rabban yeah. has, has kind of Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So meanwhile, in the north, um, and that's a good point actually, Matt. Yeah, when you say yeah. meanwhile, it's important to understand that you know when we suddenly start to talk. Oh yeah, these, yeah. these are not consecutive events. It's kind of like right, hold that thought, yeah. split screen. Now let's look at what's happening in the north. Kind oh of yeah, there's so, a lot of that as we read through as Kings. We read through Kings, it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna, um, and your heading in your Bible is going to go such and such King of Israel, then yep. such and such King, King of, of Judah. Judah. You know, th- they aren't consecutive. They, they, they it's very much is a meanwhile. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, uh, up in up in the north, Jeroboam thinks, um, uh, "Okay, I, I need to I need to consolidate my my area. Uh, one of the big threats to his rule is going to be if people are constantly going to Jerusalem. Yes. Um, now I was going to say going down to Jerusalem in the south, which in our the that's the way that we would put it. They always, when you read the text, it always talks about going, going up. up to Jerusalem. That's yes. because it was physically, in terms of elevation, it, it was the highest point. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. so he doesn't want people going to Jerusalem because he thinks their hearts are going to be won over uh, to the southern kingdom. Um, you know, he's a politician. He thinks, I need to serve something up to these people that's going to keep them uh, in my yeah. in my region. And, and probably important to note just before we get there is that Jeroboam was in this role because God had promised it to him. Yeah. So, you know, here he is now second-guessing all of this, and yet he's not coming back yeah. to the fact that, well, God promised this yeah. to me. I, I shouldn't need to do all this political exactly. maneuvering. And, and God like, told him he would secure his kingdom exactly and establish right. a dynasty for yeah. him yeah. if he walked in God's ways. So clearly Jeroboam isn't kind of in the mood to trust God right at yeah. this moment. So the first, I mean, you know, so in, in you know, contrary to that, the fir- one of the first things that Jeroboam does is that he establishes uh, a cult mm. in um, Bethel and Dan. So Bethel uh, is sort of on the border yep. and, and in the southern border, and, yep. and Dan is at the northern border. So it's kind of, you know. Making it convenient for everybody. Make it really no convenient. No one has to go a, too far. For that's anything. right. No one has to go too far. And he sets up uh, golden calves. Yes. Uh, one at Bethel and one at, uh, at Dan. Now, this was a common and recognizable kind of thing in, the, in that time. I mean, yep. Baal was depicted as riding on the backs of, uh, of oxen. Yep. Um, so this was a sort of a way of, I, I guess, representing uh, the deity in that sense. Mm. Now, uh, he's not actually – it's interesting because what Jeroboam is doing, he, he, in his head – He's doing actually something, he's pretty much doing the same thing. And even the language here evokes the golden calf that Aaron set up when Moses, Moses remember, Moses was up on the mountain. Yeah. And uh, the people are like, where is he? He's abandoned us. You know, he's done a runner. Yeah. And, uh, and, and. We need something we can see. We need something we can see, something tangible. So, uh, you know, make for us, make for us a God. And, you know, Aaron makes the golden calves. And Aaron says, hero Israel. Are your gods when he makes uh, the golden cup? Here, are Israel is your God who brought you up out of Egypt. So, Aaron, and this is also the same with Jeroboam. The the, the golden calves were meant to be a depiction right. of Yahweh, yeah, um, of the of the God of Yahweh, the God of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
uh, because he says, and, and exactly the same line, I think the writer is um, is allude, you know, is alluding, of course, to the um, to the situation with the making the golden calf in the time of Moses. Yeah. Uh, Jeroboam says the same thing. Yes, Hero Israel, yeah, uh, are your gods mm. who brought you up out of Egypt? Mm. So he's basically breaking the second commandment. That yeah. the the, uh, the the first commandment is you shall have no other gods uh, apart from me. Mm. Well, he's he's not really in his head. He's not breaking that commandment, but he is breaking the second commandment. Was you shall not make an en- engrave an image. Yeah. So you will not seek to depict God or make God tangible. Yeah. Uh, in any in any in any way, because God is greater than that. Okay, mm. so that's what he's mm. is what he's basically doing. Um, so he created his own kind of religion. Really, he created, he? yeah, to mm. you know, to keep the people. Uh, mm. he, you know, he creates this. Now, you actually, and I've actually been to the site of okay. the where, where he set up the the golden calf in Dan. Right, uh, Dan is a um, that's been uh, significantly excavated up in northern Israel at the moment. You can go there. Um, it's uh, you know the old town. You can see the old walls of the town. It's amazing, uh, amazing excavation. You can see yeah, the old right. walls of the town. You can see the divisions of the houses. You can see the original gate. Uh, that is the oldest part. It's one. It's pr- one of the oldest standing buildings in the world. In mm. fact, the gate to the old town of Benjamin. Wow. And to to the north uh, of the town is an altar. Uh, is a is it like a, a full yep. altar, which is where. Wow, Jeroboam, and it's there. Yeah, and they've got a and and what they've done, they've built out of steel. They've kind of built, um, uh, you know, like what the altar would would have uh, yeah, would wow. have kind of looked, looked like, like because it's just the base of it. But it's it's there's significant ruins. I mean, you can see, yeah, wow. uh, you can see, um, you know, there's there's a lot left, mm. and it's still there to this day. Mm. It's really interesting. Uh, thing to see. So, so Jeroboam. Just before we move <laughs> off Jeroboam's kind of religion here or cult mm. that he's created here. So he obviously he changed the object of worship, you know, by bringing the calves, and mm. yeah. he also changed the place of worship because he moved mm. it where, where God had said, "My name will be in this yeah, place, yeah. in Jerusalem." He now moved it to these other places. Yep. So you know, he he appealed to people's convenience yep. rather than where God had placed His name, mm. essentially, which we heard when the temple was built. Yeah, but he also changed the leaders of the worship because yeah. You know, it used to only be the Levites, and now he actually intentionally excluded the Levites. Yeah. You know, it would, it would yeah. seem anyway. That's right, and probably again a political move because their because yes. their boss was is the high priest down in, in Jerusalem, Jerusalem right? Exactly. So they've so, so that's not going to work for him. So, so again, not trusting God on His promise, yeah. and actually deciding he has to take matters into that's his right. Own hands. So he yeah. you know puts together his own priesthood, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and he also builds. You know various shrines on high places, and 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 he, he really makes sure they've got, uh, you know they've got what they, you know what he thinks they need. Well, it's really what yep. he needs to stop them going uh, yeah, down south. Right. This is um, this sin is going to be referred to now throughout the book of Kings um, when uh, when the each king is given an assessment. Such and such a king did right in the eyes of the Lord, or, or was e- yes. you know was evil in the eyes of the Lord, and. Um, mo- all of the um, Israelite kings, you know, they they're all pretty bad, but yep. they're all assessed in terms of the sin of. Je- we'll often say such sin. and such a king followed in the sin of Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Yeah, um, and so this, so he sets something up that is going to really lead to the demise. This is where it all begins, the demise of, uh, of yep. Israel r- really begins. 
What did you think of the story, Stu, in chapter 13? Of the prophet? The story of the prophet. Yeah, yeah. What a weird story. Yeah, hey? weird story for sure. Absolutely. This is, this is where the, this is the relevance, Stu, of the, uh, of the context in which the book uh, was written. It's going to help us to right. interpret this story okay. and why, what, it, what, like what on earth is going on with this strange story. So let, let's just perhaps yeah. summarize Go the it. story. So um, a prophet uh, comes um, from Judah to mm. Bethel, mm. and um, and he comes to Jeroboam and he cries out against this altar. Right, he condemns, condemns it, yep. this altar, um, uh, and says some other things too. That that w- from what what it says later on, he you know that th- this area is going to be destroyed, destroyed and so forth. Yep. Um, Jeroboam, you know, pleads with you know. Uh, Pleads with him. Uh, he, in fact, he uh, Jeroboam's uh, outstretched hand as he as he says, sees the prophet uh, mm-hmm. from from Judah. Yeah. Uh, his his hand paralyzed withers, yeah, yeah, becomes paralyzed. paralyzed. You know, he he pleads with the prophet. His hand gets healed. Mm. He thinks, mm, okay, maybe if the prophet can do that yeah. and take away God's judgment from my hand, maybe. I'll, can, I'll invite him around for dinner. Yeah, I'll invite him around for dinner, and I'll give him a gift. Right, I'll just <laughs> a little bribe here That's right. uh, to see if he, he, you know, I can get him to reverse this judgment. Yeah. Uh, so he, he offers him this. The prophet says, "Actually, no. God's worded me up about this already, yeah. uh, and I'm not to that. The strict ins- and this is important. God had given him strict instructions that he's not to stop, stop and on eat. The way back. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, not to eat with anyone in that mm. territory. Mm. Now." Uh, you know, think, gee, could have been hungrier. But this is not about just him being hungry, actually eating with someone. Because in, in a sense, because of the idolatry that had been established in that realm uh, under Jeroboam, this has become an unclean area, right? Yeah. So I don't want you uh, fellowshipping yeah. with these people. I don't want you... Yeah. Um, but also it was eating was endorsing, in a sense, yeah, yeah, to some degree yeah. as it's well. It's a symbolic thing. Yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's, it's yeah. a, you know, it was a sign of acceptance and... Mm. Um, so God said, "I don't want you. Uh, you know, I don't want you doing that uh, in this area." So, uh, so he leaves, and anyway, as he leaves, there's this old prophet mm. in the area. Um, you know, is this prophet? Is I mean, is is he a legit prophet? Is he is he a sort of false prophet? Is he a, a kind of pagan seer that still we're, we're not, not really told, sure but we are told he's a prophet, and yeah. and, he, and he does actually prophesy something. God uses him to prophesy something genuine. Yes. But in this case, he probably has the same concerns as Jeroboam, and and I think this probably under uh, explains his behaviour. Okay, because his sons tell him, "Oh, um, this prophet came up, you know, came from Judah and uh, and you know prophesied against you know these the yeah. shrines and yep. and I mean maybe this prophet had some interest, vested interest in that area. Certainly, if the if that area was going to be destroyed, that probably had he saw some implications for him. Yes, so. Maybe he then it's it's quite likely that he then thinks oh, I'll I'll do, I I'll see if I can intercept this prophet yeah, <laughs> just right. and do pretty much do the same thing yes. as you know maybe I'll see if I can get this guy to take away this judgment yeah. so he invites him around for dinner prophet gives gives the same I've been told I can't mm. so the old prophet lies to him yeah says ah oh, well actually God you know spoke an angel of the Lord spoke to me and mm. said no you've got to you've got to come to my place for dinner so. The, mm. So the prophet says, oh, okay. I mean, he doesn't inquire of the Lord. No, or, that's or, right. Yep. And he comes to his place for dinner. And then the Lord does speak through the old prophet who, mm. who lied to 
the first prophets a bit because they're not named. So they're the That's prophet right. from so so the prophet from uh, the north. Yes. Um, uh, prophesies to this man of God from the south, south, and said, "Because you disobeyed the word of the Lord." And eating at my place, even though it's his fault. It's yes, this yeah. really ironic situation because this guy lied and got him to stay at his place. And now, and now suddenly he's, he's prophesying, prophesying against, against this man of God because mm. you did this. You are not going to be buried with your fathers down in Jerusalem, mm. but uh, but you're going to die here in the north. Yeah. And he goes away and he's attacked by lions. Mm. This is reported and he's, and he's killed. Mm. This is reported to the old prophet. He goes and I think... Seems to feel quite bad for this guy. I mean, you know, mm. uh, and uh, and finds the lion sitting beside him. Not actually, and I, and I think this is probably a sign that kind of God is at work here, preserving the body. I mean, yeah. you know, um, yeah, because the lion isn't Inky. eating. Yeah, that's right. Eating, well, it's anyway. instinctively just bit, having dinner. It's he, a bit gruesome, but yeah, that's it. that's the fact. Yeah. yeah, and he buries them. You know, mm. he buried the, the old prophet buries. Um, you know the prophet from Judah. So you think what? And I think on. he buries him in one of his family. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well. he buries in yeah. his family's grave. Yeah, and and he says when when I die, bury me. You know, bury me beside this prophet. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. So you finish this story and you think, hmm. what on earth is that about? Because we straight because what we do when we read these stories is we moralize, right? We we, but hang on, but uh, that prophet lied to him. It's not fair. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not fair on the first man of God because the you know the 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 old prophet lied to him, got him to come back to his house, and then suddenly he he gets to prophesy against him. He lives. He's the one that should die. Yeah, yeah. Not the because he tricked this other this other prophet. Um. So um, imagine. Let's think about this story. In as if you're in exile. Yep. And uh, and you're in exile because. Your prophets lied to you, mm. essentially. Yep. Uh, Jeremiah says in Lamentations, the pro- the visions of your prophets were that they were false and yes. worthless. They did not expose your sin, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're there because their prophets lied to them. That uh, they were they were false prophets. Yeah. Um, and or, or maybe true prophets who 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 lost the plot and were bribed, you know, uh, bribed Corrupted. by because it was yep. really I mean, it was hard going in those latter days, oh, yeah. mate. If you're a true prophet, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be chucked into Nothing. cisterns exactly and and right. and killed off, and that's what they did. You know, mm. this is why they went in exile because God was trying to speak to them, but they and wouldn't they listen. listen. Yep. Uh, and so, so in a sense, uh, prophets not only. Um, and, and this was the problem with being a prophet. You see this in Ezekiel and you see it in Hosea. Not only did you speak the truth, but you embodied it in certain certain circumstances. Yeah, right. So your life became a prophetic de- declaration. Yep. So this story of this prophet who declares the truth, but then he embodies, in a sense, the fate of oh, Israel. Israel. Yeah, because yeah. like um, he didn't listen to the word of the Lord. The Lord told him, don't, you know, uh, don't get connected with those people through that symbolism of the meal, right? Don't, you know, yeah, d- yeah. don't do that. Don't fellowship. Don't eat their meat because probably, you know, yes. uh, just go up there, deliver the word, and get back. back. Do your ministry. Hmm. So be there, but don't get, you know, drawn don't get drawn it. into that. Yep. Well, he did. He, yes. And, and he did because, you know, he, he, bought, a, he, he bought a lie. He bought a lie. Another. Yep. You know, um, didn't listen to the original thing that God said. And yeah. so, 
uh, he actually dies and he's not buried with his fathers in Jerusalem. So mm. for for the exiles, um, you know, the fate of this prophet, this is kind of um, sort of a prophecy of the nation, of the nation yeah. in, a sense, in a sense. In a sense. This is what's yeah. going to happen yeah. um, to this people who really are um, – you know, they, they are the carriers of God's word to the nations. You know, there's yeah. a prophetic calling uh, on, on the Jewish people. And, uh, and, and they, you know, and so, so this story is sort of highlighting, again, mm. the big mm. question that mm. you said that the Book of Kings is written to yeah. uh, answer the question, how do we get here? What yeah. went wrong? Yeah. Well, this is a kind of prophetic story of what went wrong. Yeah. That's why it's you know that's why understanding something about the purpose of a book and 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 why it's written it helps you it it can make a lot of sense about what they chose to include mm. uh, in these stories and even the thing that gets me is even after all of this what happened at the altar what happened with the prophet mm. Jeroboam didn't change his ways he just carried on even with all of that before mm. him even with the prophet yeah uh, he still ultimately just carried on with his fake religion and because that's what politically, he did, yeah, what politically yeah. and expediently suited him, you know? Yeah. I, I think that there was just, I mean, he just cornered himself uh, yes. in the end, you know, um, and he's, he's just committed to that. I mean, and I know we can think, uh, you know, Jeroboam, how could he possibly do that? But man, you're, you're, um, you know, the, the, the temptation, to want to keep what God has given you through your own means, you know, yeah. and, and and to establish your own—I mean, establish your own security and do things in these sort of political and and very human ways. Mm. It's it's a temptation that we all, you know, that we all struggle with. And and very quickly, it's interesting that most secular historians actually probably regard Jeroboam as having a reasonably successful reign. Yeah. Uh, it's it's only yeah. biblical the biblical narrative here that says no no because we're doing things God's way not yeah. the world's way you know in so. in one sense <clears throat> in one sense he does have a fairly successful reign I mean mm. he's a smart guy yeah. and, and and he's a good politician but, and so yeah. you know so they 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 actually um you know they actually start to become quite a wealthy nation this is part of the problem yes. is because things are going well um, they think oh well we must be going well yeah. if we're prospering. We must be going well spiritually, and that's something that you know prophets like Amos and so forth are such a good point. are going to yeah. um, uh, going to speak against. You know, you're actually not going so well. Yeah, you know? that's right. uh, so um, yeah, so it's a really interesting, really interesting moment. Um, that there's a there's a there's a story here in chapter fourteen where um, uh, Rehoboam's son falls ill, and his wife yeah. disguises herself and goes to see uh, the prophet. Uh, Ahijah, mm-hmm. and um, and it's interesting uh, because here, you know, Ahijah, in a sense, um, the, the, these books are very interested in prophets. The prophets are now really coming to the fore. Uh, yes, and uh, and so you know we see that in the in that story of the of the prophet, and mm. and now we have another another prophet who is actually blind at this stage, mm. but. You know, she thinks she's going to pull the wool over his eyes. Yeah. So, so you know, so this is another case in where, you know, this is an attempt to trick a prophet, right? Yes. A hi- but, yep. but a hijah, uh, he's actually blind, so he can't see anyway. Yeah. You know, so her disguise is pointless. And right? even though he can't see, he says, "What? What's with the disguise?" You yeah. Know? So that's God right. had told him. That- so God had told him. Yeah, yeah that's right. And and this is where you get this, 
um, this prophecy against Jeroboam. Mm. He said, "Look, uh, not a, you know, not only is her her son, he's God's not going to save her son, even though actually he says he's the only good one." Yes, that's right. It's you know, but but, I, but I'm not yeah. going to save him. Yeah. I mean, essentially, God is taking him. Yeah, but because you know this uh, this son is good kind of now, but mm. you know the environment's probably going to corrupt him. Mm. Um, she says, but you know the and and this is where you get the prophecy uh, that th- that Jeroboam's not not a, so that Jeroboam's dynasty is going to be cut off yes. and Jehu um, is going to is going to do that. We'll read about Jehu um, soon. Uh, soon. Yeah. So remember, God had promised Jeroboam, I will est- if if you do it my way, I'll establish a dynasty, just like the Davidic dynasty. I will establish a dynasty for you. Yeah, that's really important for for people in these days. A, a, you know, a, a dynasty. That your sons would rule on your throne yeah. uh, after you. Um, here, um, the prophet says, uh, "I'm going to cut off mm. your whole family. Mm. Uh, th- there's going to be there'll be no dynasty of Jeroboam. Mm. Now there'll be a leg- there'll be a very negative leg- legacy. Yeah, um, but there'll be no dynasty. Mm. And not only that, but the northern kingdom is going to be is going to be destroyed, and it's yeah. going to go into exile. Scattered. This yeah. kingdom's going to go into exile." Um, which, uh, of course, uh, happens um, mm. uh, about a couple of hundred years later. Mm. And it's catastrophic, you know, it's, um, and, and we'll, we'll read to that when we get to read about that when we get to 1 Kings 17. So we finish with a, you know, a, we finish with a um, kind of summation of, of Rehoboam's rule. Um, and uh, perhaps we'll say a little bit more about that uh, about that next week. But yeah. he's not a good guy. He doesn't follow the Lord. It's a sad situation now. Um, situation in which you've got these two kings. Every, they've all turned away from God, uh, and um, and it's you know it's, it's a pretty dark time that yes. we that we plummet into here. But all of this it, this doesn't begin now. This begins back with the choices of Solomon. Yes. And and that's what the writer of Kings wants to see, that the choices that Solomon makes um, actually sow the seed for what happens in the next generation, because things really plunge into darkness in the next generation. And um, and it just shows the importance of our decisions, that, that our decisions, the decisions that we make in our lives have multi-generational consequences. It wasn't just the, the case then, it's the case now, which means that we not only for our sake, but for the sake of our children and their children and their children after them. It's so important that we trust God and do what He says. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thrive Deeper. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, ask questions, see all our resources and much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. We really appreciate the questions and thoughts about what you're reading as we go through the Bible with Thrive. Until next time, our prayer is that these shows will inspire you to go deeper and thrive. 